Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This sermon is taken from the 2017 Annual Missions Conference. This is the second morning service of Sunday the 4th of June 2017, entitled The Treasure of Faith, and the Bible reading is taken from Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. Here's missionary Tom Hastings. Wednesday we talked about the, just the treasure of missions as a general principle. Thursday night, it was a it was the treasure of not limiting God and His blessings for us. And Friday, we talked about the the treasure of giving as a king. And uh, you don't have to be a king to give as a king. It's dealing with the attitude of our giving. And then today, this morning, we had God's ownership, the treasure of God's ownership. The day we're going to talk about in the main service, the treasure of faith, the treasure of faith, and uh, we're going to look at Matthew, I mean, Mark 16, Mark 16, and we're going to stand for the reading of God's Word in Mark 16. You know, uh, when someone is getting ready to die, to pass into eternity, when they have their family gather around them, they have say some very important words. They say some things that as they look back on their life and the future and the thing, they, uh, they tell them some things from their heart. And let's stand for the reading of God's Word now. And this is some of the words that Christ said. And actually in each one of the Gospels in the beginning of the book of Acts, uh, Christ gave the heart's desire to His church. And here it is... Um, Mark 16, verse 15 and 16. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Look to the Lord in prayer. God, we thank you that uh, having faith in you and in your great salvation, is a possibility for us and for all the world. God, we thank you. Many of us here have taken this step. We have by faith accepted you as your, our Lord and Savior. And God, we are by faith going forth to be used of you now to, to reach those in our community, to reach those around the world through our prayers, through our giving, through our person, Lord. We just pray, God, that you would empower me, empower each one of us, help us to have open ears and open hearts to your word, your will. Lord, help us to always live by faith and faith in you and trusting you. We're thankful you are so trustworthy and we want to give you the glory and thank you even now for what you're doing in our hearts and lives through the word that you've given us. In Christ's name, amen. And then you may be seated. The treasure of faith. There's a there's many blessings in missions. There's blessing in uh, it's the heart of Christ. Should be the heart of each one of us are, that are saved. Uh, people said, you know, we're we're beggars telling other beggars where they can find food. You know, we are coming. We're dependent upon God. We are ones as people who are dying of thirst. And uh, we find the, the water of life and we tell those others who are now dying of, of thirst where they can find the water of life and be saved. 
And if you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your own personal Savior, He's not really real to you in your heart, I tell you that He is real and He can become come and live within you. You have to. We have to each time come to a point where we ask Him to come into our heart and to realize that without Him, we will be damned. As the Word of God said, Jesus Christ said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And uh, those are hard words, those are harsh words, but I tell you what, that's, it's the basis of the fact that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father by, by him. Uh, that's exclusive, that's a reality, and when people don't realize that, it's a sad thing, but they will end up without Christ for all eternity. And so I can only encourage you, if you've never really trusted him, make him real in your life, accept him into your heart. Now, the blessings of missions. God gives a purpose and a direction for our lives. God gives us purpose. Uh, people ask, well, what are, what are you living? What's your purpose in living? Well, I'm eating, I'm working, I'm doing this, I'm, you know, we, we keep ourselves clean. Yeah, but why are you doing this? Well, I don't know. What purpose? What is the purpose of your life? And, of course, God's Word says, uh, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And that's what uh, what the mission, the ministry is. We come and gives us a purpose. Uh, the, the Apostle Paul said in Philippians 3 and verse 7 and 8, But what things were gained for me, those I counted lost for Christ, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. What this world has to offer us is junk. You know, it's trash. And Christ offers us the reality of his blessings, his promises, his purpose. Uh, and so it's one of some of the blessings of, of missions and faith is Gives purpose and direction in life. Helps us know and make our decisions, our habits, our way of life, our family, not by, with, the, uh, with the changeable uh, mores and, and ways of life of the world, but upon the sure foundation of God's Word. And uh, I tell you, it's a, a foundation that will withstand the sands of time. And also to experience His Marvelous grace, his miraculous grace. Uh, in, in Romans 5 and verse 5, God's word says, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. See, God has all things. He is the owner, and he is, he is the only really fountain of true blessings. And when you know him and you look to him and you accept him, then his blessings come into your life and go through it. And that's what uh, one of these things that by faith when we follow Christ, the blessings of him flow through us to those around about us who need the Lord and around the world, more blessings flow to them. So, uh, by the way, to experience his miraculous protection, we talked a little bit about that in... Uh, in uh, the Sunday school time, how that uh, in Malachi chapter 3, after the talking about the tithes, it says, He will rebuke 
the, uh, the ones that come and, and, and tries to mess up our lives and believe the devil is a destroyer. And he wants to destroy my life and your life. And he gives attacks and God will protect us as we come and obey and live by faith and follow him. So there's uh, protection there. In Psalm 34 and verse 7, God's word tells us, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Now, you got to think about this in, in your problem, and you got a difficulty, and you say, well, what happens if this happens? What, what's going to do there, and how are we going to take care of this and that? God camps, his angel camps around us, and he protects us. Uh, I think of the Elijah that uh, prayed to God, says, open their eyes that he might see what's here, and, and, the, and the servant was afraid of these soldiers that were coming to get him. And there was chariots of fire, God's angels around about them. And many things and spiritual things that are realities, we cannot see with our normal eyes. And God lifted, helped him to see what God is doing there. And God's angels protect us. God's blessings protect us. So there's many blessings in our being committed to serving God and putting him first in our life. Now, we come now, and we're going to look at in uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Very, uh, also another very famous uh, chapter in, in God's Word. Hebrews chapter 11, if you are with your Bibles, uh, which is a good thing to have, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, Hebrews 11 is called the Heroes of Faith. And we're going to look at some of this today. Uh, the blessings of faith, the treasure of faith in our lives. Uh, it's talking of the faith chapter. And uh, we're going to begin here reading in, in verse uh, 1 through 6 here. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made of things that do appear, which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his transaction, translation, excuse me, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Yeah, we find here uh, some things that we get by faith. And we're going to look at the necessity of faith. By the way, because uh, we by faith pray to God what he wants us to do, by faith, we go out of our comfort zone. We know what? Well, we don't just figure out what we can do without being a big problem. We pray what God wants us to do. And real faith and real blessings many times begin there when we get outside of our comfort zone. And I tell you what, when you wake up all of a sudden and your car is dead, that's not fun. <laughs> but God can take care of all things and uh, he works all things together for good. Uh, I, I've seen people that were won to Christ because of an accident. 
He met some, I mean, there's all sorts of things that we can't figure out, but God figures these things out. And so one of the reasons God blesses faith promises is helps people get out of their comfort zone and pray, really, what, God, what do you want me to do? And then as we come and we do that, we can see the blessings that God gives because he wants to use us. Now then, uh, what is faith? Let's look here in verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, faith is substance. We, we look here, two verses here, also in verses 11 and 12. Uh, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. So here we find uh, Abraham and Sarah. Uh, Sarah, 90 years of age. You know, that's something. Be nine years of age and have a child. She thought, it, it, she stopped having the way of women. And she laughed. You know, she laughed. But you see, God wasn't through. God wasn't limited by her age. We need to be careful not to limit what God can do through us. And and children are a blessing of God, a heritage of God. Uh, I think that's one of the, the problems of our day and age is people all only think about, well, how much can we afford? What can we do? And such like that. And they don't think about the fact that God is able. God will bless. It's a heritage of God. Children are a blessing of God. And uh, we should be thankful for this. But here she is 90 years of age. She received strength to conceive seed. I was delivered of child when she was past age. See, we need to let the faith takes us further than what is normal. And this is the thing that we need to realize. We have a God who's able. And, uh, and so this is important. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So uh, this that was with Ad, uh, Abraham and Sarah was the beginning really of the of Israel. That was the beginning of Israel. The whole nation that is now in Israel and also spread around the world began because she had faith and Abraham had faith and uh, he was ninety nine years of age. I mean, God is able, and God help us increase our faith. What we can get by faith. What is faith? Faith is trust for, we hope for. What we don't see, what God wants to do in and through us. In verse 2 it says, For by it the elders obtained a good report. We can get a good report with God through faith. Uh, you know, many uh, we work for people. People have a job and you like to have a good report by your boss. More likely to get a raise. Get a promotion? I'll tell you what. If God blesses, you get a, you know, that's, that's really something. God takes care of them. The fact that I'm alive today here, 
See, I am older than my father. My father died, um, trying to think now, he was 63, I think, 63 years of age when he died. My oldest brother died when he was 71. My brother's year older than I was. He died when he was, what, 60, 65, something like that. And all of us have had cancer, skin cancer, colon cancer, different kinds of cancer. But God has kept me alive longer than that. And I believe if I did, wasn't serving God, I wouldn't be alive today. And it's great to have a God who's able to keep you alive. He's got a purpose for you. You want good health insurance? Serve God. He'll, he'll take care of his servants. Be, be his instrument. God will take care of you in a great way. But you get a good report before God. The report here that is read in the next two verses, verses uh, first four, 4 and 5, talks about Abel and Enoch that had a pleasing of God. By faith, Abel offered an, unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying to his, of his gifts. And by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And he was not because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony. He pleased God. He walked with God. I tell you on this earth there's nothing greater, no greater blessing than walking with God. I tell you this is uh, some, something that we need to treasure very much is our privilege of walking with God. Uh, we get a good report from God and before God in these things. Uh, also in verse 3 is a very important part here. It says, through faith, we understand that the world worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Some people say, oh, I hear everyone, it always gets a chuckle out of it. They say, they're, they're sending this uh, space satellite or whatever into this area, and they're in, trying to investigate Saturn and Mars and all this to figure out how the world came. Good luck with that. Because luck is the best thing this world can hope, and we have something much better than luck. We have grace, we have leadership, we have the realities and truths of God. And I'll tell you what, you want to know how the world, look, read in Genesis, would you? I mean, God wrote it out there. Why seek? I mean, it's so ridiculous. But anyway, that's, that's another subject. But, but God helps us to understand what's going on. Uh, we understand God and his word. We get understanding what life is all about, how it got here and what we're to do. In Psalm 73, I'm going to read a few verses out of this, verses 2 and 3, and then verse 16 and 17. God, uh, this is the testimony of Asaph, I believe it was. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Now, you know, the world has a prosperity. And it is possible for the boy it says, man, I, I could have this and that. And the, you know, what works for the world will not work for a child of God. <laughs> and, and this 
man was looking at some wicked people and seeing that their prosperity, and he began to doubt. He slipped. He was almost slipped and gone away. And that could happen, you know, if we start looking at the world instead of at the Lord, we can start also our steps uh, start to slip. And then verse 16 and 17, he goes on to say, when I thought to know this, what was going on, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then understood I their end. Surely thou didst set them in slippery places. Thou castest them down to destruction. People in the world may look like they're prospering. They're having all this and that and the other things. But believe me, he, when he was looking at them, he almost slipped. But God has put these people of the world at the best. The best they're going to have is what they're having right now. And this is but a short time. You know, 60 70, 80 years, maybe 100, they, they can en enjoy to a certain extent what this world offers. But believe me, every one of us, it is appointed in the men once to die. And, but after this, the judgment. And those that do not know Christ, he will say, Depart from me, ye wicked, into eternal dust that he created for the devil and his angels. Uh, I tell you, that place was not created for man. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And if you're here today and you do not know the Lord is your Savior, God does not want you to go to hell. God has provided a full sacrifice upon the cross of Calvary, His precious blood. He took your place so that you would not have to answer for your sins. He answered for them. And if you're here today, I can tell you, your sins today are one of two places. They're either upon Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary where he paid that price or they're still on you. And he answered for them on the cross or else you will answer before him. And he will say, depart from me, wicked. I never knew you. But it says, you know, this man, Asa, he said he sought to know it was too painful until I went to the sanctuary of God. You come into the presence of God. You come to the Word of God. And you can understand what's going on in this world. And that's why it's so important by faith. By faith we do this. By faith we can please God. You know, sometimes there's people you may have had, your parents that you never could really please them. And parents, we need to be careful how we treat our children. Children need to know that we love them and that we appreciate them. It's very, very important for us. But you may never be able to please somebody that you thought, but I'll tell you what, you can please God. We are accepted in the beloved, Ephesians 1. Praise God. We can please God by faith. In Romans 5 and verse 1 and 2, God's word tells us, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope and glory of God. Praise God. We can rejoice today. And you ought to rejoice. We don't have to answer for our sins. Christ answered for them. 
And when God looks down upon us, he sees us justified, just as if we'd never sinned. He sees us up. Praise God for that. What a gift of God that is, that we are justified in him. And then also in Ephesians 1, I quote a part of this here, Ephesians 1, verse 3 and 4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. And you talk about a gift of God. Our standing in Jesus Christ. We are greatly blessed and we have uh, we can please God today. And I think that's something that we all struggle in many things. And then we come to one of the most important verses in God's word in verse 6. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It is impossible to please God without faith. Now, Germans have a problem with the word must. They do. They have a problem with that more than any. You must do something, yeah? You say, well, man, I don't have to... Uh, you, you, didn't, you weren't forced to come to church this morning. You're not forced to read God's Word. You're not forced to that. And this is not saying that people have no other choice. It says here, but without faith is impossible uh, to please God. For he that cometh unto God must believe that he is. There is no other way. We have to come that way. If you try to go another way than Jesus Christ, you're going to end up into the ways of man, which are the ways of death. God's Word says this very clearly. There are ways of death. That's People say this church, and, and by the way, no, this church is not the way. Jesus Christ is the way. No church died for us and our sins. No church, it's Jesus Christ. You either have him or you don't have it. But if you have, you must come that way. This is true for the lost. No Christ, no hope. People think of their works when they come to the relationship. People think about what we're doing. Well, I, I'm trying to, I'm being kind to my neighbor. I tried, I try to live by the, here ever, by the Ten Commandments. Is there someone here can can quote all Ten Commandments? How are you going? To, and, and one of the biggest things is, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great... Man, who can do that without Christ as your Savior? Man, we're lost. You can't get saved. The conditions, the, the law, and even doing right, that was given to bring conviction to us. To bring us under Christ because he fulfilled the law. And we become accepted because he became, he fulfilled that. And he died and we have salvation in him. So we come to that. Uh, some men came to Jesus Christ, John 6. These were religious, Jewish people. And then they said unto him, unto Christ, what shall we do that we might work the works of God. My, that's a, that's a question that maybe, okay, the series are religious. What shall we do 
that we might do the work the works of God. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him who he has sent. The answer, the works that you need to be right with God and to do the works of God, believe on Jesus Christ. He is the f- complete. He's it. That's it. True for the lost. Without Christ, without faith in him, there is no salvation for you. But you know what? This is true also for the saved. Without faith, it's impossible for us to please God in our daily life. You know how many Christians there are, and we go about, some, probably we're all faith, guilty of this, and we're doing, well, this is, I know what I'm doing, and, uh, and we don't come by faith. You know, we don't think we need, maybe sometimes we don't need to read the Bible. We don't need to pray. We don't need to commit our life unto Him. We don't live by faith and obedience. Sometimes we get like that. And I tell you, when we live in the flesh like that, we're not pleasing God. Without faith, it's impossible for us to please God. Uh, For me, for the child, for all safe people, we cannot please God without faith. As I preach, visit, serve, I trust God's Word. This morning as I'm preaching, I'm trusting Christ and His Word. I'm trusting His Holy Spirit to anoint me and to power and to take the Word. I can't go into your heart. I can't increase your faith, but God can. God will. I, I, we depend upon Him and His life and His ministry. And many times we don't see the results. i tell you what, God is faithful to His Word. God is faithful. As we by faith follow Him, we do not always see the results. But i tell you what, God is working. And we trust in Him. We live by faith. Uh, a woman once said to J. Hudson Taylor, You have such a great faith. And he corrected her and said, I have a very small faith in a great God. We are not great. God is great. His word is great. And that's the truth of it. Uh, You know, one of the the best missionary abilities, Dr. Fred Donaldson was a a, a missionary in China back when it was, before it was communist. And he, he said to us one time, in, when I was in Bible school, he said, the best missionary ability, and see, we're all missionaries. If you're saved, you're a missionary. You're either a missionary or a mission field, okay? The best missionary ability is stickability. Just keep on. That shows faith. Trust God. Just do what he tells you. Go to your word of God. Commit your life, commit your family, commit your friends, commit your work to Christ and live and do and act by faith and trust Him to complete His Word, to complete His work in our lives on a daily basis, to give us a victory that He purchased on the cross of Calvary as He came forth victorious from the tomb. This, you know, victory in the midst of death is what we need in our daily life. And that is what just trusting Him and going on. And God will bring the victory in His time. Yes, because of this truth, we need daily prayer and the Word of God. So faith, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. That's why it's so good to be in in a church. And this is a great church because they uplift the Word of God and the Word God of the Word, and in loving by faith and caring for others. Now then, we have 
the need. It's a way to know what's going on through faith by the Word of God. But the need of missions. In in our text that we start out today, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. There's a need for missions today. There's a need for missions in this community. My. In all our communities. America is a great mission field. Europe is a great mission field. All the world is, but wherever we are, we need to be about the Father's business. There's people out there. I looked at them today, walking by over here, caught up in this religion, that religion. And I tell you, all religion, good people die and go to hell if they do not have the forgiveness and the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And we need to have a broken heart for them and pray, God, use me to reach these people. To have a heart to go out. Next uh, next Saturday, there's going to be a, a, an evangelization opening. Be, pray for that. Hold up your missionaries in prayer. We are so dependent on the mission field by the prayers of God. Uh, several years ago, my wife had a, a problem with her colon. And some, one thing that she had always feared was going into a German hospital. And you know, these fears, we have different things. I don't know what do you have a fear of today. But she always feared that. And it came to a point she had a problem, and she had to go into the hospital and had to be checked up and all this and everything, treated. And she'd always had a fear of this. And so here had come that which she had feared. And we, we called out, we called, we called out the Calvary. Prayers. Then notice through uh, the internet and such, people to pray. And so she went into the hospital. And she was in the hospital there, and, and they took care of her. And praise God, they were able to take care of her problem with her intestines. And like that. And she had such great opportunities to witness for God. And she said she had peace. It was like God just carried her through this whole thing. And it was the prayers of others. And it was the faithfulness of God that carried you through that. And man, you know, when I first had my first cancer operation, that was back in 88, 1988, I believe. Uh, I had colon cancer. I went into the hospital. There's Kemperhof in Koblenz. And I was in the hospital. I was on three different stations, and uh, they operated on me, and they said it was a big, a big uh, cancer, a big tumor in my intestines. And I, the first thing I thought of, wow, bad thing about cancer is when it's advanced and you can't contain it. I said, well, I don't know. I said, and I prayed because I still had children at home. I still had a ministry. I was praying. I says, God, and, and believe me, God uses things like this to improve our prayer life. <laughs> and so I prayed, and, and I tell you what, God brought me through that. But I got to lead three men to Christ during that 19 days, I think it was, in the hospital back then. And when God lifted me up and I was walking out, the thought came in my mind, and I said, thank God for cancer. You know, God's able to work all things together for good. And we need to have that kind of faith and look at the opportunities, not just the problems. Problems are opportunities for God's victories and not limit what God can do through you. 
God's preparing you and uh, right now to use you here. And God, perhaps for some special ministry, I'll tell you, I look at, you know, I, I'll just say, you know, we're all different races. We have different backgrounds. But there's an awful lot of people in this world that if you are of the black race and you walked up to witness to them, they would accept your testimony, but they wouldn't even talk to me. You have opportunities I don't have. God has us for all different situations. And don't limit what God can use for you. Brother Taylor, you saw the picture in the picture. He's, work, he, I, he's my pastor now. And, and there he's the lead pastor. There were some, some men that talked to him when he said, God's called me to Germany to be a missionary. There were other missionaries says, uh, that's not possible. This doesn't fit going to Germany to be a missionary as a, a black person. There will be people that won't accept you. And I, I talked to him. I didn't even think about it. Because, I mean, it came to thought to me, but I dismissed it. Because if God's in it, God will use everything to our good and his honor. And he's over there and God's blessing his ministry. Praise God. Don't, you know, whatever problems you have, make them a part of God's testimony, what he's doing in spite of that for you. Don't let it come and hold you back from serving him. Just say, God, use whatever my backgrounds are. Praise God for that. I can show you some scars in my body. Be thankful I'm not showing today. But I tell you what, there are testimonies that God can carry you through operations. Someone said they're God's fingerprints on us. You know, God's working all these things together. Praise God that he's able. And he will use anything to do in our lives. Yes, there's a great need today. Our being missionary is a matter of blessing and rewards for us. But as we read in our verse here, it's a matter of heaven and hell for those that are waiting. The people we see every day, one day they will die and go to hell. Just about less than a month ago, I went with one of our ladies. Sandy and I both went. Her father was laying dying. As far as we know, he's lost. She's witnessed to him. She's, she found Bibles that she'd given to him. She'd given him talk, witness to him. I went into him and he's lying there in the bed and basically they, he, it's just, he's on hospice. He's in the process of dying. And I sat there and I talked to him and I warned him. I said, you know, what is your situation with God? with Jesus Christ, and he said, it's difficult, schwierig, it's difficult. And I said, well, he said then, oh, I, I, don't need, I don't need anybody to interrupt. I can talk to God directly. And so I told him, I said, you know, every one of us is going to die someday. And we're going to stand before a holy God, Jesus Christ. And either you have his righteousness his salvation, or you're going to have your righteousness, and he'll say, depart from me. I said, please, please consider seriously your relationship to Christ, receiving his shed blood, his forgiveness. He has since. We got word since we came here. He's passed into eternity. I don't know that he got saved. I trust that in his, we don't know what he did in his own relationship to Christ. I tell you what, 
we're dealing with uh, people dying and going to hell, and none of us know how long we're going to have. Anyone out there can have an accident, can get sick, can die. We need to be very sensitive to the needs of others and have the compassion of Christ for them. Uh, the devil likes to get us so caught up with our own lives and our own problems that we don't have time or interest to pray for others and be witness. We have a testimony. We have a responsibility. And God may be calling some of you here to a special ministry. And we want to give an opportunity this morning, an invitation where you can come. Maybe there's someone here that needs to trust Christ as their Savior this morning. Uh, don't put it off. Today is the day of salvation. It says outside here. Today is the day you can be saved today. Don't put it off. You may need to be baptized. You may need to uh, do some ministry within the church. You may need to get involved. You may God, God may be calling you into the ministry, some here or around the world. Uh, you need to be yielded. You need to be willing, open to God's will. Because believe me, it is important that we be faithful and used of God where we are. The night cometh when no man can work. Because on the last verse in our presentation. The night's coming. And I pray that every one of us here will be active in the harvest of God and giving Him the glory and pointing people to Christ and says, come today, I'll talk to you. Your pastor will talk to you. Others here in the church can help you. But come as God is lead you. Let's stand now and look to the Lord in prayer and then sing and pray. If God touched your heart concerning something that we've talked about, something that God's touched your heart about, then come forward and deal with us. We'll pray with you. We love you. We want to be a help and encouragement. Let's look to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll sing. Lord, uh, I come today, and I know that I haven't always done my best for you. But God, this is the day that we can let you improve us, improve our walk, improve our faith. Lord, grow our faith to step out by faith to be used of you. Lord, to be used of you in all with our money, with our time, with our prayers. And God, for someone that you're calling into a special ministry here in this church or around the world, God, we just pray today and claim your victory and your surrender to this. Lord, we want to glorify you and we thank you for it is. And for that soul that's here without you as Savior, even today could be the day of salvation for them. I pray that you'd speak to them in Christ's name. Amen. <music>